62 to nothing, Skyview all over Cedar Valley. The Aviators get annihilated yeah. in the second round here in Smithfield tonight. Here in the Auto Leave broadcast booth, John Newbold, Rex Davis, Diana Young, our producer back in studio. And good night, Rex. What a performance by the Bobcats. Another shutout, their fifth shutout of the season. Yeah, basically if it could go right for Skyview tonight, it did. Uh, You could even say a couple calls went their way as well. But, uh, man, what a complete total team effort out of the Bobcats. Um, Case and Carlson, I don't know if I've done many games where a kid's accounted for seven touchdowns like Case and Carlson did here tonight. Well, that's impressive. And the thing about it is, like, even if you're in a game like last week where a Mountain Crest defeated a really bad Uinta team yeah. and beat them 71 to nothing or whatever right. it was, even with those kind of games, what Carlson did, he did mainly in the first half. Yeah, I mean, he, so uh, it's impressive stuff. He was throwing some good balls. His offensive line gave him time, and he was on the money tonight. Yeah, he had six touchdowns in the first half. He got one in the second half, and then uh, Coach decided to pull him after that. But uh, just a great effort all around from the Bobcats. Yeah, I, what was it? So he accounted for seven or eight? Seven. Se- I have him down had for one seven total touchdowns. All right, so then he had one rushing touchdown and he passed for six. Yeah. Okay, so impressive stuff there as Coach Hal is down on the field meeting with his team. I'm sure there was some things that he'd like to go over, but yeah. recapping this game, the Bobcats jumped out on on uh, Cedar Valley and, and pretty much made it a no contest as we had a running clock in the second half. Uh, the, the turnovers that Coach talked about as we look at the keys to the game, Rex, in the pregame, he talked about the keys. He wanted to get their quarterback, uh, Jackson Hooley, off his spot yeah. and show him some different looks. Well, they definitely did that. Absolutely. The kid the kid had maybe five, six pass attempts all night where his feet were able to be set. He wanted The second thing that he talked about is he wanted to create turnovers defensively and, well, that was pretty obvious. With, yeah. with getting Hooley to throw the ball not where he wanted to and to have that internal clock being off Rex, there was at least three or four interceptions, some fumble recoveries. So the Bobcats took care of that as they get the turnovers. And then to convert on third down, that stat might be a little skewed a little bit because guess what? They scored on every yeah. down. But the, when they did, I mean, that Brigham Lewis pass that was right here, the big third and long, that was a third down play. So, yeah. I mean, stuff went their way tonight for the Bobcats, and they get the 62 to nothing victory. My goodness, haven't seen a score like that for quite a while. One score update, Mountain Crest with four minutes to go in the game. They got down and kicked a field goal. And they've had their field goal struggles this year, so they kicked and scored 24-21 Mountain Crest over Stansbury with still about three minutes left as um, Stansbury actually just turned it over on uh, downs, and so Mountain Crest has the ball with on Stansbury's 27-yard line, and they lead by three, so Mountain Crest could pull the upset there. Yeah. And Mountain Crest, if that happened, they'd be moving on to face Dixie 
down in St. George. And that would be match up. Tough, tough matchup for Mountain Crest to have to take on Dixie, but Stansbury's a tough matchup as well. All right, so we're joined in the Auto Leave broadcast booth with Trayson Martindale. And uh, Trayson, first of all, congratulations on the victory. How, how does it feel? You guys got your fifth shutout defensively this season. Feels amazing, but feels amazing, but we're looking for more. We're looking for just more than just shutouts. Well, we that, want the whole thing. Trayson, talk about it. Your defense, one of the keys the coach talked about with me before the game is he, he, he wanted to create turnovers. You guys did a great job with the interceptions tonight. Talk about, I mean, the interceptions this season that you have had as well as, like, what your squad has done with, like, Scout Morris, Peja Prom, and others. It all starts up front. It starts with our D-line, getting good pressure on the quarterback, forcing some bad throws, and we can just pick it and goes from there. Well, Trayson, I've got to ask you, one of the things, there's, you look at football, there's not a lot of hard-hitting safeties like uh, Ronnie Lott and Steve Atwater around anymore, except you. There's no no way he knows who either of them are. No, he does. He does. You you know Ronnie Lott, right? I do. See, I told you. I knew it. Ed Reed. I know he, okay, Ed Reed. You know who Ed Reed is. Okay. Okay. So, where do you get that mentality? I mean, you just go in there and and you always lead with your shoulder and make a, a good, solid hit sometimes you get flagged for it but to me it's a solid hit with your shoulder first right it just starts with i don't know it just starts with the intensity you got to just feel like if you hit them harder than they hit you it's not going to hurt you got to be the hammer not the nail yeah, well, Trayson, again, what a victory tonight for you and, and your squad. Uh, you go into the quarterfinal round next week, and you'll be facing a Mountain View team. We They beat Tooele tonight 35-14. to um, So what do you guys have to do to keep this rolling? Because it wasn't a perfect game, even though you got the shutout. What do you need to do to keep that focus through the quarterfinals to get to Rice-Eccles in the semis? Just practice hard and become better than we were. My favorite coach, too, always says that to us, and it, it gets me hyped up. All right. Well, Trayson, we appreciate uh, what what you do for the, the squad, and uh, would you like to give a shout-out to anyone before we let you off the air? Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to my grandma and my grandpa and my dad. All right. Well, congratulations again on the victory. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate it. Again, that's Trayson Martindale with the, uh, leading the charge for the defense tonight. And now we'll hand the mic over to Coach Hal. And, uh, Coach, we went through the keys that you told me before the game. And I have to say you, you checked every one of those boxes and got a big victory tonight in the second round over a good Cedar Valley team. But you guys really took them out of their game. Yeah, we... Um... I felt like our kids, you know, we made some mistakes. It looked like we'd taken a couple weeks off, um, you know, some of those procedure things and some holding and some of that stuff. But I was really proud of the way our kids overcame that adversity and continued to play hard. Uh, really, really physical on both sides of the ball. Um, we, I felt like we, we really were the the aggressors, the attackers tonight for sure. Well, Coach, there's one thing i got to ask you. There, Like we said, it wasn't a perfect game. There was one time in the first quarter where I don't know if you called the timeout or if it was just a stoppage in play where there was something you didn't like you got the whole team huddled up what I, I haven't seen you that animated before what what was it that you didn't really like that you saw out there well we team? got we got a couple personal foul penalties um and you know after talking to the kids you know 
maybe we deserved and maybe we didn't, but um, we, we, I did not want those types of things to beat us mm-hmm. tonight or in the future. Um, we, we have to make sure that the other team beats us. We don't beat ourselves, and that's what I was upset about because I felt like we got inside the red zone and then got backed up offensively, and then they had a long field, and then we gave them a short field by just – saying something we didn't need to say when it was just a simple fix just fix what we need to fix and, mm-hmm. and move on you know we, we we can't let you know some of those small things affect us the way we do sometimes well coach want to get to your comment about uh, your your signal caller carlson we we have him accounting for seven touchdowns on the evening and I mean, you, you didn't have a lot of third-down situations because he was putting it on a dime on those yeah. passes tonight. He, he's he's a really good football player, and I, you know, when Mason got hurt early in the year, I, I told people that, yeah. and they kind of looked at me like I was, you know, like I was just being coach speak. But he is. He's a really good football player, and he's just continued to get better, and he. Uh, he was ready to play tonight. I could tell when I looked in his eyes in the locker room early on that he was ready to go. Um, that that week off, honestly, beyond the the um, the procedure penalties and those types of things, it really helped us. We we keyed in on a handful of things that we weren't doing as well as we wanted to, and we focused on those. And I felt like we came out, and those kids did a really good job in those situations. Coach uh, Scout Morris tonight had an interception. He had a fumble recovery. He had a touchdown reception. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about Scout Morris and just what a grinder that kid yeah, is? Yeah, and if you notice, he he plays multiple positions on defense. You know, he's our free safety, and he does such a good job back there in that. And then when we go to our nickel package, he becomes our nickel. He's also our best cover guy, and that's why we put him at nickel. It allows him, and he's smart. Um, it allows us to do a ton of different things with him, and he doesn't make, he does not make assignment mistakes. Yeah, we uh, we have him for about eight interceptions on the season. Yep. So. <laughs> he has eight, and I think I, you know, I, I'm not looking at everybody's stuff, but I haven't seen anybody with more than no, that. No, either. he leads four A for sure. Yeah. But, uh, um, coach, a couple things after your 62 to nothing victory tonight. Uh, another Region 10 opponent next week. Mountain View defeated Twila 35-14. A lot of people expected that to happen because they had already defeated Twila at the end of the season. But uh, do you know much on Mountain View? Yeah, I know. I know their coach really well. Oh, okay, Coach um, Anderson. Yeah, Tyler Anderson. He's a good friend of mine um we had a, a connection at BYU a few years ago, and we used to work summer camps together every year. And so uh, I know him well. He is a great coach. He he has really good uh, offensive scheme. Um, we'll have our hands full. Um, we'll be tested like we haven't been tested in a few weeks. And so we're going to have to have a really good week of practice. Our kids will be focused, yeah. though. They understand. Um, they've been in these situations before. So uh, we'll be focused. We'll make sure that we, we coach him hard and, and – uh, We'll be ready to go, but they'll be good. They'll be really good. All right. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. And uh, is there anything else you would like to say before we let you go? No, just appreciate the crowd. Again, the the, the student body showed up. Um, you know, it was cold once that sun went down, but I, we, we definitely appreciate it. Um, and we look forward to another great home game next week. All right. Well, Coach, congratulations, and we'll see you next Friday. Thank you very much.
Again, the Skyview Bobcats get the victory, 62 to nothing, and a fifth shutout on the season, but a tremendous job. And as Coach Howell just mentioned, you know, he knows Coach Anderson from Mountain View. I know that I believe it's Deuce Anderson, the quarterback, another dual threat, and a very good quarterback with Mountain View and the schemes that they they present for teams. But uh, I'm just going to go ahead and look. We've got their schedule here, like not Mountain Views, but Mountain View is in the same region. Mountain View defeated Cedar valley 49 to 14 14 on october 10th yeah so just to give you an idea of kind of a common opponent uh, mm-hmm. mountain view also handled business against cedar valley so mm-hmm. i i think this is going to be a good matchup i really do i, I think you guys are going to want to tune into that one uh and that's a that's a good matchup on paper at least yeah and we'll have another uh afternoon game or around we're expecting around anywhere from three to five on the game so stay tuned to KVNU throughout the week and listen to Al Lewis he'll give you more details excuse me on that but uh Mountain let's see Mountain Crest is leading still 24-21 and now Stansbury has the ball on their own 37 yard line under a minute to go in that game they're at Mountain Crest's 47-yard line, so that game's going down to the wire. Um, Mountain View is the seventh seed in the RPI. Skyview was the second seed. So our player of the game will be Kaysen Carlson, as we already mentioned, yeah, because he had accounted for seven touchdowns tonight, six through the air, one rushing. And then the bread-and-butter player, uh, bread and, old gristmill bread-and-butter play of the game. Let me pull it up here. If you call in to the full court press from 4 to 6, when Eric Franson and A.J. Salveson ask for the bread and butter play of the game from this game, you can call in and tell them that it's back-to-back plays, a 36-yard pass from Carlson to Lewis, and then a 25-yard pass after that to Falsliff for the touchdown. And that gave Skyview the lead 38 to nothing at that point of the game in the first half. So it's the Back-to-back plays, Brigham Lewis catch for 36 yards and 25-yard catch to Falsliff for the touchdown. Rex, any last thoughts before we get off the air tonight? No, I'm just uh, really impressed by this Skyview team. Total team effort tonight. Coach Howell uh, mentioned, you know, a couple a couple of personal fouls that uh, need to be erased. Uh, this Skyview team can really only beat itself. And uh, against uh, Mountain View, you can't, you can't do that kind of stuff. As we go deeper and deeper into these playoffs, they can't make these silly mistakes like that, but I think Coach Howell's going to get that cleaned up. Um, really impressed with Case and Carlson. I thought when Mason Falsley went down at the start of the season, I thought there goes Skyview season. Um, well, then, a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, and then Case and Carlson's the real deal. I believe he comes from a football family, and uh, he's the real deal through and through. I'm so impressed with that kid. Seven touchdowns on the night. Scout Morris, uh, another standout for me. Um, just a total team effort from the Bobcats. So one more step closer to a state championship for the Skyview Bobcats as they defeat Cedar Valley 62 to nothing tonight. They'll be facing the Mountain View Bruins next Friday here in Smithfield. We don't know the time on that, but it should be an afternoon game. So again, congratulations to the Bobcats. We'll be back on the air next Friday. Other scores today, Park City defeated Logan 20 to nothing, Green Canyon 28 to 21 over Cedar, Pineview 49 to 7 over Bear River, Dixie 38-7 over Ridgeline, and then the Bobcats 62 to nothing in the victory tonight. Mountain Crest 
Uh, Stansbury had the ball at midfield, trailing 24-21, under a minute to go. So uh, tune in. You can tune in to listen to the end of that game on 107.7 FM. So for Rex Davis, for Diana Young, and for myself, John Newbold, have a great night, everybody, and we'll see you next Friday as the Bobcats host the Bruins in a quarterfinal matchup in the 4A state playoffs. Have a great weekend, everybody.